Yeah. Are you ready to rock? Yes. You ready to swing that dick, son? Sure. Sounds so excited. This is going to be a fun employment files. That means there's no rules. <laughs> we do what we want. No rules, just right. That's right. Like Outback. And when you're here, you're family. It's all of Garden. I know. And we'll be eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> that's, uh, I think that's Applebee's. It is Applebee's. Have you seen that god-awful Applebee's commercial? You probably have. Oh, God. There's some, I mean, which Sometimes one? Sometimes, whenever I'm watching uh, Shark Tank, um, I'll see commercials at night when I'm getting ready to sleep. And I want to show you this Apple's, yeah, Applebee's commercial. Yeah. No, that's not it. Now, I want the actual commercial. There we go. That's uh, that's an accurate description of the people who both run the place and who eat there. This is an actual song. I guess there's like a country singer guy that does TikToks. And um, he decided uh, to make some TikToks with this song, and then Applebee's liked it, and they made a whole a whole ass commercial around that song. And I am just absolutely disgusted. Yeah, it's bad. It's coming with something dope. <laughs> Boom, shellock block boom. It is episode 53 of the Fun Employment Files. This is a, if you, if you haven't been around for the Fun Employment Files, this is an every now and then series that we used to do. Um, we didn't even number them back in the day. There's 53 of them now. But now I'm putting them in the numbers for the actual episodes. If we hadn't, a, if I hadn't have um, done that, we'd have like 425 episodes by now. <laughs> Yeah. If you include the uh, NPPFR, the uh, Fleshy Dream Pipe. That's so weird. Yeah. What the hell was Fleshy Dream Pipe? Uh, it was supposed to be a fun employment files, but we were talking about James Franco. Ah. And I called him a Fleshy Dream Pipe. And uh, that became the now title now, of an episode. Now he's a Fleshy Rape Pipe. I'm, no, I'm kidding. I don't know anything of the specifics. Maybe is, maybe. I don't know any of the specifics. I'm just saying that because that's yeah, what the thing is. That's what know? he's accused of. He's at least accused of like using his power to fuck women, his uh, fame and fortune to have sex with girls, which is just disgusting. Why would you do that? Why would you get famous in the first place if you weren't going to do that? I'll take your answer. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> 
I mean, all that fame and fortune, and you're not going to have sex with uh, women who were most likely very willing that he's a handsome man. He is indeed a fleshy dream pipe. He would be, though, if he wasn't a, a movie star and all that stuff, he'd be average. He'd be an average guy. I think, I mean, I think he's pretty cute, dude. He's pretty cute, dude. I, pretty cute, dude, dude. I don't know. I mean, when they, when you reduce people to, you know, what they would look like is just an average person, it's, it's completely changes. Like, it, the fame and all that stuff really shifts. Like, they've had pictures of people, how would they would look if they were regular people. One of them is Tom Cruise. And he would not, he's not that handsome, really. I mean, he is, but he isn't, you know. It's weird. Uh, he's pretty, I mean, he would be, he'd be, uh, he'd be cleaning up at his local bar after he gets off work at whatever he would be doing. Yeah. I he'd mean, be doing very yes, the, well. Yes, I'm saying they're handsome in that, in that vein, but they're not, you know, the, the group of people who are truly beautiful is a small group, even among Hollywood elites, you know. You can, you can do wonders with makeup people and with, you know, trainers and all that stuff. People who, you know, they're just not, I mean, Brad Pitt is going to, I mean, if he was a regular guy in a bar, he, none of us would get laid. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is. And that's, I mean, he's always been that way, you know, so. Yeah, there's nothing you could do about him. Right. Um, Even with the little acne scars, he still just looks so cool. Yeah, I mean, that just it compliments his yeah. looks. As, you know, it's, it gives it that wabi-sabi thing. Then you get uh, Christina Hendricks, who... Just those giant cans, dude. I mean, well, and her face is but perfect. beyond that, her ass is perfect. I mean, just beyond that, she's beautiful to begin with, you know. But I'm saying that does factor in. Yeah. What about like a guy like um, mm, who was I thinking of? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's. He would always be handsome. You know what I mean? He'd be a handsome guy around here, but he... Oh, around here, he's a 20. Well, I mean, but think about he's him... He's a boomer think, 20. Think about, him, <laughs> think about him in a country boy context. You know what I mean? What he would look like. He'd be... You know, I can think of a lot of guys and gals around here that if you put them in a Hollywood context and stuff like that, they would be stunningly mm-hmm. beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all subjective. It's all subjective. So... Franco's pretty fuckable though, dude. Pretty fuckable, if you ask me. I just I keep on thinking of uh, this is the end, and it's yeah. just like one of the best. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking good. That fucking movie is hilarious. I mean, just fucking Gunning McBride fucking all their food up, and he's washing his feet with their water, and just, <laughs> I'll come where I want. And he's looking, he's like all the spread. He's like your feet, you. And he's like throwing stuff over his shoulder. He doesn't care. He he didn't know that all this shit was going on because yeah. he was high in a fucking bathtub somewhere. Uh, I need to watch that movie. I got a, a strike against me for illegally downloading that movie from Suddenlink. They get, they got mad at that because I downloaded that and uh, Wolf of Wall Street and The World's End on the same day. I need to see like, The World's hey, End. I still haven't seen it. Pretty good. Pretty gosh darn good. I enjoyed it. Well, I'm sure I would. I mean, um, uh, it's the uh, the Cornello, the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, if you like all those guy, that guy's movies, Edgar Wright. If you like his movies, you'd like that one. Right. Did you see Baby Driver? No. Also pretty good. That's an Edgar Wright. Yeah. I mean, Edgar Wright does all those. Yeah. He was the original guy who directed Ant Man. You know, he got kicked off that project. Oh yeah. Or he quit. 
That sucks. You know, you have to weigh how much. I mean, I, I, we there are no favorite things this week, so let's just jump right into okay. it. Okay. There's a new season of the movies that made us out. I can't wait to watch it. I watched Aliens. I forgot to watch. Uh, I forgot I watched Aliens. Out. I watched RoboCop. I yes. watched uh, Friday the 13th. Yes. Um, what's left? Nightmare Before, Nightmare Before Christmas is on there. Um, Coming to America is on there. Oh, yeah. And there's one other. Elf. Okay, I've seen the Elf one. Uh, and Aliens was... James Cameron apparently is a massive cocksucker. What? I mean, he's just such the he's the worst fucking guy. He screams at everybody. He was shitty. And, and Sigourney Weaver, you know, people Sigourney Weave. She saved that movie. Like Ellen Ripley saved everybody in that movie, and then Sigourney Weaver saved that movie. So, is that the movie with this scene in it? Um, get away from her, you bitch. Where she's on the like the the forklift thing? Yeah, the uh, it's the power she turns loader. around the power loader. Yeah, um, yeah, I do. Just they made that movie for fifteen million dollars. That's not a lot of money for no. It wasn't even a lot of money then. Budget. It yeah. wasn't a lot of money then. Back then, I wonder what the 30, 30 would be a big thirty budget. would be a big movie, and that one. Today, if you made an Aliens movie, it's $120 million if you even think about it. Right. I mean, and they're not making them nearly as good. There has not been an Alien movie yet that is as good as Aliens. I would I would even, in my opinion, I, I think Aliens is better than Alien. Now, they're two different movies. I haven't seen, I have seen Aliens more recently than Alien. It's, I've got it on the Amazon. It's you need been, to jump down. No, I've seen Aliens more recently. I haven't. Uh, no, I've got Alien too. Oh, okay, the director's cut. All right, I should watch that again then. What I love about it too is that all those properties are now in this. You know, Blade Runner and Alien and Aliens are all in the same universe too. Because in one of the things, uh, Wayland, uh, Guy Pierce's character in Prometheus and all mm-hmm. that other stuff mentions. The uh, guy who owns the Tyrell Corporation in Blade Runner, and he said, "I had a friend, and he mentions by name, and he said, and he and he was a man standing atop a golden pyramid in the center of a city of, you know, of slave artificial people." He was Mm. talking about Blade Runner. I love that kind of shit. I do too. I mean, it's just if they would work Terminator in with that, I could do that. I could write that easily. Well, let's get on it. I mean, you you have a, a world where. It's easy. I can even work RoboCop into that. Please do. I mean, okay. Why are we not doing here's, this? Here's what you do. And I don't know if they've already done this. And if they have, I didn't copy it. I wasn't aware of this. You start a world where uh, Cyberdon Systems set up this thing, whole thing to happen, right? It's the first one. It happened in the 80s. They're, they got the, but it's that looping back thing that makes your brain hurt. Mm-hmm. They got the technology from the future and, and it looped back. And now they're. Can we work in back to the future into this son of a bitch? Of course we can ah! somewhere. But. but but anyway, um, the first thing that rolls off the assembly line, other than some of the lower level, is, is RoboCop. Oh, that man. is the first attempt to create to make a cybernetic organism. My gym shorts are getting so that tight. Succeeds. Yes. So and it succeeds wildly. So then they start uh, saying, "Well, we can t- keep taking these people and build them into cybernetic organisms, or we can start building." You know, uh, robots and put flesh and stuff around them so they'll be better 
suited and they'll be less spooky for people to look yeah, at and stuff like that. It is site. all practical applications. Now, of course, at first they're going to look weird. The rubber skin, they're going to, and their movement's going to be jerky and they're not going to be so good. But by the end of it, you know, it's just a parabolic curve. So then you do that. And Blade Runner, of course, is a future where they have done that, but now they have taken it a step further and now they're just people. Mm-hmm. The, the cybernetic organisms from the war that started, you know, but eventually, those cybernetic organisms uh, that the Tyrell Corporation have, have bankrupted, cybernetic systems is still there. So it takes back over, and then and then the uh, Skynet comes back again, and it starts a, a nuclear war, which destroys everything. And then, you know, Aliens is just out there. It's easy. It's just out there in space. So you have all those movies now tied in together. It wasn't hard. We might have showed this before. Because I couldn't dance. This is a robot. Yeah. From Boston Dynamics, I imagine. Yeah, they're pretty, uh, it's nuts. Its movements aren't that jerky. We're there. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. Its movements aren't, I mean, it's not perfect, but no. But wait, I think there's more. What a fun song this is, too. It is. Who is this? Sam and Dave? Is it Sam and Dave? Maybe. There's another. They're dancing together. They're actually doing the The twist. (laughs) They're doing the dances. They did the mashed potato. And there's a dog dancing with them now. The contours. Yes. Sam and Dave was a stab in the dark. It's got kind of does sound like Sam Cooke though. Um, Man, well, cool. Sam Cooke is a lot smoother than that. He's yeah. He could get that upper range and get a little bit gravelly, but he usually wasn't. He's usually pretty smooth. Um, Jesus Christ! Here's one doing parkour. Yeah, I've seen that one. What are we doing? Why are we letting them do this? Because people think it's neat. It is neat, and they're gonna and they're gonna keep doing it. There's a uh, terrifying black mirror where I forget what it's called, but it's like a robot dog chases a woman for the entire episode because trying to kill her stole something. Ah, yeah. In this, in this, um, post apocalyptic, uh, whatever you call that type of future. It's Mm -hmm. what it is. It's a dystopian. Dystopian. Yeah. Yeah. I like the utopian dystopias. The ones that on the surface seem great, but they're not. Like the um, like the time machine, H.G. Wells. Well, there's the there was another uh, Black Mirror episode where this woman, you don't know what's happening, but she's in uh, she's in in the Matrix essentially, mm-hmm. where she goes, she can go anywhere she wants and live an entire life, but she's she's 85 years old, laying in a bed, dying. What was that one called? San Junipero. I think I might have told I you. I thought to that watch was a that good episode. It I is thought, a good episode. I thought it was a, a happy episode. It is a happy episode, but like what's really happening is she's a thousand years old, but her conscience lives on in um You need to play Soma. That game will fuck with you. All right, here's the here's the premise of Soma. 
at the beginning, you're this guy and you've been in a car accident with your girlfriend and she died. And then you have a major brain injury and you're forgetting things, all kinds of stuff. So the tutorial is you just walking around your apartment looking for this bottle of liquid so you can drink it and go to the doctor for the for the experimental brain surgery hmm. so you do you go into the place the doctor st- straps you into the thing lights go off you're like looking around like oh you know and your character's like is everything okay you know and then the lights come back on and you're in, in an underwater station hmm. and there are these robots Rips. running around and they think they're people but what has happened is we fucked the earth. It's basically what's happening right now. And um, the earth has become unlivable. So the the idea of these people who are in this station is to download all these people's consciousness into a computer and shoot the satellite out in space and it will go traveling through space forever. And people will live in a utopia forever. Anybody mm. who's lucky enough to get through it. But the kicker is, is that once you transfer your consciousness, is that you or is that a copy of the you. copy of you? Now, it's a 50-50 shot. You aren't aware, but maybe you are and maybe you aren't. There is a maybe you aren't and maybe you are every time if that makes any makes any sense. But which one are you going to be? Are you going to be the thing left behind or are you going to be the thing that's progressed? Hmm. You complete the whole game. You shoot it off into space. You've done it and all this stuff. And then this woman you're communicating with who's also stuck in something, you're like, wait a second. I'm still here. And she's like... Yeah, but you're not. You're also in these things. Like he's like, no, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck in this underwater space station where everybody's going crazy and there's monsters and all kinds of stuff. It's at the bottom of the sea on a on a dead planet essentially, and I'm in a robot body that cannot die. And she's like, kind of shrugging. Like, eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, she basically <laughs> says that. She's just like, we talked about this, and, and then he like gets mad and smashes the computer, and then the last thing he says is, "Don't leave me here in the dark by myself," because then all the lights go off. And then you wake up as this guy and you're in a cave and you walk out into this beautiful path and there's a city in the distance and then you see the woman who you were speaking with the whole time. And he's like, am I here? And she's like, we all are. And then she kind of grabs his hand and they walk up the path. Hmm. It's both a good ending and a bad ending. It's, it's one of the, it is, it's an indie game. I love those. And then there's one called everybody, everybody's gone to the rapture. And it's along those kind of along those lines, but you're in this empty English village and then all these ghostly images and people start talking and they're carrying these conversations that they have, but apparently everybody has died and shifted consciousness and gone out into space as this energy. And it's so good. And it's so sad. I wept at the end of both of those games. Hmm. I mean, I was just, um, I don't get me wrong, man. I love the blockbuster games. I love the, you know, the resident evils and the, well, no, nothing compares to the last of us. Nothing. I mean, I, Nothing I, compares. I, I just, I, I wasn't right after playing. I don't know if you remember this. I wasn't right for a couple of days after finishing last of us part two. It just, it, it, it stayed with me It haunted me hmm. because I know you talked about it a lot. So we never finished it. I don't, you know, no, I barely started it. Well, I mean, I bring my thing back over and you can play it. It's downloaded onto the PlayStation. You know, you can play it. Um, it's just too hard. You can put it on story mode where it's not hard at all. There, I love that now that they're doing story mode. People want to experience a game without the ridiculous How difficulty of it. Yeah, yeah, you still get to play, but you don't. And you get to see everything, and you get to like kill stuff, right? And it used to be a penalty, though, that you know if you played the weaker version, you didn't get to see everything. Um, so, you know, it was just it was you know. 
I don't know, man, that game, anybody who hates it doesn't understand it. And I will, I will, that's a, that is a hill I will readily die on because you don't get it. You don't understand that the whole thing, well, she left Abby. I mean, I, I'm just going to reveal it. She left Abby alive at the end. Abby killed Joel. It's like, okay, Joel deserved to die. I love Joel. Joel, yeah. and you remember Joel, such a great character. Yeah. And what happens is, is that Tommy and him alluded to the fact that after everything collapsed, and Tommy was still pretty young, and Joel had to protect them both, they did some pretty horrid things. And he was freely willing to admit that after a while. And that's why, if you, even if you watch Joel after he figures out what's going on, he kind of resigns himself. He's like... Let's just get this over with. Save your speeches and let's just get this over with. Because he knows he deserved that. And he deserved it not least for storming the fucking Fireflies building at the end of the first game and killing everyone. Literally everyone. I mean, there's it shows it, you know. It shows it again. Yes, it, in, but now in PS almost PS5 quality. Yeah. And there's all these bodies laying there. And they're all mangled up from Joel shooting them. And then, you know, he's, he gave them no quarter. Well, <laughs> well, the worst part about it was is that the surgeon he shoots that you have no option you have to shoot him in the end is Abby's dad. Oh, so and Abby's dad was a good man. See, you have this whole parallel the whole time. Both Abby and 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 Ellie are both beautiful people, but they're both driven by a lot of revenge and darkness in their souls, and it consumes them. And Ellie had Dina, and Dina was her girlfriend and they and uh dina had a baby by jesse one of the guys who was a friend of um ellie's and dina's and joel's and he's a great guy man and he gets killed but then after that abby and ellie get into a fight and you're playing as abby trying to kill ellie oh. and you get her and you and she spares she spares ellie and she's just like if i ever see you again i'm gonna fucking kill you and then she walks away that should have been it but then Ellie is at this farmhouse just outside of um, – they're in Wyoming. And um, it's a beautiful farmhouse. It's off by itself. It, we're we're going to – this is going to be a huge subject now because I'm reading The Stand and all this stuff. And it gets me that, that thing going where I'm just like, I wish – some part of me wishes 99% of all people would die. Because the world would be – and not in a mean way. You know what I mean? I don't want there to be terror and all that stuff. But I'm saying the human race – needs a hard reset and we'd be much better off in so many ways free to develop free to be happy free to get away from all this shit free to you know what i mean free to be what we actually are as opposed to what we are forced into being mm -hmm. and um but ellie is in the in the farmhouse in the farmhouse with dina she loves dina they have a great relationship they love the baby both being you know two moms and all that stuff the Oh, that's another reason why all the fucking righties lost their minds. They couldn't fucking stand it, you know. But uh, Ellie keeps on getting haunted by Joel getting killed, and she can't let it go. So Tommy comes to tell her that they found Abby, and they, they know where she is. And then Tommy's all fucked up. He's been shot. He's been, you know, he's his marriage with uh, Maria is over. It's ended. God damn, I thought they'd last. Well. I don't know who she is. <laughs> you play the first game. Okay, yeah. Remember Maria, the the oh, woman that yeah, was in yeah, yeah. that was in uh She's like the house mother for everybody then, right? Well, she runs the the settlement. Okay. And Tommy, you know, they had it had it walled off and then 
Joel and Tommy hug each other and you know, they ain't seen each other in years and all that stuff. It's they're in the same city. It's Jackson, Jackson, Wyoming. And um, they're all living a very happy life. You know, as happy as you can be, which to me, my God, walking you you walk around this city and it's a small town feel to it. Everybody's got a job. There's blacksmiths, there's farriers, there's you know, people running restaurants. They've got electricity so they can run movies and they can do all this stuff. But I'm, I, I wouldn't even think that they might have a foot, a local football team starting up or something. <laughs> you know, just old American small town life. The kind of th- thing you see at the beginning of Red Dawn, where you just, yeah. ache, where you just, ache, where you ache for it. You're like, man, what we have lost, you know? So, um, and it goes back to the thing, reading the stand with Captain Tripp's. You know, that's the super flu, killing all these people. And then the the character Larry had the best, you know, examination of it. He said, we don't need to fight anymore. There's no reason to. We now have a world depopulated, completely depopulated. And there is enough food on the shelves and wild game and all that stuff to feed us for a thousand lifetimes. Why would we ever want to fight again? As long as my daughter and a person that I love and my family and all that stuff are still alive... I would be fine with it. You know, of course, you guys, my friends, all the people that I like, as long as we could make it through, I would love to see a world depopulated where you can just go pick a house and now you're plotting your land and now you're doing this and now you're learning how to do things and you're living this really fulfilling fulfilling existence because you don't have this. This is over. This is done. This is not a thing anymore. Um, The internet is not a thing. TV is not really a thing anymore. You know, and I, I just... To me, and I think that everybody deep inside wants that at least a little bit. Probably. But also... That's why there's so many post-apocalyptic things. Also, we can get rid of these things anytime we want. We just don't. Well, yeah. I mean, but can you really? I mean, because all the people you love and communicate with, you have to have a, a, a means of communication. You can get a landline. You know what I mean, man. I mean, my, my daughter is on the thing. I, you know, person I'm in a relationship with is on the thing. All those things. So, um, you know, I, I just, you can't. You can't really. I mean, it's like saying you can live without the telephone when the telephone came along. No, you couldn't. The second that technology was created, if you rejected it, then you're left behind and all your relationships suffer. That's just the truth. Now, Facebook is something that I think eventually we will shed. That's that's actually starting to happen. The newest generations aren't even getting on Facebook. No, they're on. They're uh, hating it. TikTok and Instagram. That's about it. Um, I think that we're going to have a my. It's like my daughter, Annie. You know she she loved record. She loves record players. She loves pictures. You know, taking Polaroid pictures and stuff like that. She would rather do that than anything digital. Because she's like, it's more, she's like, dad, it's more real. You know, you can wrap your hands around stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you have the benefit of that because I grew up with it, you know, and that to me is just commonplace. This is not commonplace. It still isn't. No. Well, so, we haven't even evolved to be used to driving cars yet. That's why road rage is such even, a thing. We haven't even evolved to be drinking milk for fuck's yeah. sake. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, man. I, I think that, uh, the Stand is excellent. It's an excellent book. Yeah, I mean, just the parts where they're going through these de- desolated places. Wasn't there like a TV miniseries? There's been a couple. There's with one, perhaps... There's one in the 90s with Molly Ringwald, Gary Sinise, 
Um, I was thinking a guy from Wings might have been in it. Remember Wings? Dauber from Coach was in it. Dauber from Coach was in it. You he know, played- it was also Thor in the 80s versions of uh, yes. Thor and uh, yes. Hulk. Uh, no, actually, he isn't. That's not him. That's not him. He mm-hmm. looks so much like It him. does look like him, but I know who that guy is, and that's not him. Well, piss on my dick. This guy, that that guy, you know who he is? He's the one who, remember the Roseanne where, Don, where Dan knocked out that guy? Yeah, that guy, the bar. That guy had it coming. Yeah, but that's that guy. And he did look like a big Scandinavian giant motherfucker. You know what I mean? So, um. Let's see. I'm talking about like in the 80s, they do those crossovers where a guy would hold up a, the uh, the hammer and Thor would shoot out of it and he'd be there with the Hulk. And Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, that was actually the way it went. It, the, his alter ego was uh, Dr. Blake. It was actually originally two different people. Yeah. It's like uh, Captain Marvel had one of those who was Rick Jones. Rick Jones is this. Rick Jones? He's a very... Springsteen, Brian Adams, you know, 80s rock guy. You know what I mean? There was Those kind of people are gone now. I mean, we have them, but we don't because there is no there is no guitar rock guy that's the equivalent of a Brian Adams now. There's just not. So I'm talking about to that level. Machine Gun Kelly. Take that back. <laughs> He might be a good kid. I don't know. He's probably, he seems like a nice guy. He gets to bang Megan Fox, and that's something. Conor McGregor almost killed him. I think it was a yeah. That would that's a bad idea. Yeah, pissing off Conor McGregor for no reason. Did he did he piss him off? And they're doing kid shit at a kids award show. I have no idea. Well, speaking, it doesn't of that, take much to light that fucking fuse on Conor. McGregor. Well, especially <laughs> lately since he's lost. You know, his career's over. He's got to find somebody's ass he can whip. Um, he's gonna get a hold of one of those Paul brothers and kill him. Chat shit get hit (laughs) If I was them I wouldn't be running my mouth Like Conor McGregor Uh, Tommy Fury has accepted that fight Tommy Fury will massacre Tommy Fury's a fucking pikey Whether he's That great of a boxer or not He's just tougher than that fucking punk And he'll kill him That's Tyson Fury's fucking brother You know that's a rabbit hole I went down. Those pikeys are, you know, that they're, okay, here's a misconception. They're not gypsies. Gypsies are the Romani people. Nobody really knows where they came from, but they're from Eastern European. The Irish gypsies are just those, you know, most people used to be nomadic, right? Well, the Irish gypsies are that last group of Celts who refused to settle down and become civilized. And I'm saying they're civilized nowadays. They they have homes and, and you know, winter homes and all that stuff and all that. But deep down inside, they're still the same people. Mm-hmm. That's why they fight each other so much. And that's why they are such tough asses because they've retained that. They still get together and fight every week. And they do videos calling each other out. Yeah. And that's that. And pre- really cool. That's that prehistoric, you know, we can sit here and talk about ethnic differences among people and. Everybody in their in their past has a warlike thing about them, but I don't know if it's because I'm descended from them and I share that DNA and all that stuff. But to me, the the idea of the original Celts and the Picts and all that stuff and the Romans, you know, getting off those boats and seeing these fucking lunatics painted blue with their teeth filed, screaming at them, you know what I mean, and naked and just like come the fuck on and we're all willing to die, you know what I mean. That's a special kind of – I don't think any other group was really like that. I mean, you had the Vikings with the berserkers and all that stuff. But 
even they didn't want to go to Ireland stuff much. Here's one of them call outs. This is going to you, junkies, you giants. You junkies, bastards, yeah. Right? This is going to you now. But you never had a son that had been on Ireland. Did you hear me? Right? You come along. You, you come along. You, you, you told me. Look at the you traps on that guy. You know, he can just, you know, he can just <laughs> throw bombs. He probably doesn't lift weights. He's probably no. just an iron worker. He probably carries fucking horses on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, the, See, they just look like they don't, they're not, they're such an almost nondescript, like they're the, they're, they're the quintessential Celt. They have all this power that you can see if you know what you're looking for you know what i mean you can look at him and if you and if you're a person who knows human strength you're like that motherfucker's a beast Mm -hmm. he may look like he's got a paunch and all that stuff and he does but you know he'll he's got huge hands that'll rip your fucking head right off yeah they uh they have fights every week or something like that sometimes they have one once a year yeah they'll do videos just screaming at each other to set up and their fam they're probably all related they're probably some sort What's of family a, some clans you know yeah and then they get together and they fight and then afterwards everybody gets fucked up it's perfect <laughs> brad pitt's ca- characterization on snatch was actually fairly accurate i mean even the people who know the pikes were like that's pretty close his accent wasn't right on but it was closer than a lot of people thought it was a lot of people thought well he's just you know making this shit up is not very good but even people who were who knew irish gypsies are like nah man he sounds a lot like um, him there's a documentary from the bbc called gypsy blood i've seen it i, I was watching it a lot, of, a lot i of think it. i might have seen it before but my lord that seems like something i could get lost in i mean that's why you could see how the brits who you know were fighting people to the you know at one point really to themselves but then they get they became civilized and then they came to the new world and they started seeing these to them savages these red men who were you know from a from an from an era gone but then they they were like well we know people like that mm-hmm. those fucking irishmen are like that send those fuckers over there to deal with them and indeed they did that's why you have all of this frontier history with, you know, you've got uh, Doherty's and all these Irish names of these people who are become fucking, uh, you know, they're lunatics. They're running around the fucking Appalachians, you know, f- fighting the Native Americans hand to hand and giving as good as they get, you know, and it's just like that is a classic case of a civilized group of people wanting to take a not so civilized group of people and use them as their cat's paw. And that's exactly what they did. Here's a traveler fight have you ever watched the, the bombs they throw on each other yeah they don't hold back dude they knock the fuck and they're bare knuckles i think they just tape up their wrists so they don't yeah i'm guessing i bet the guy in the gray is gonna win that's what i was thinking i, I think he looks like he's got a matching sweat a little bit more experience <laughs> but i might be wrong there's a video of a of a pikey knocking out a, a texas hillbilly which is pretty fucking great oh, jesus we gotta we gotta Punch it up. All right, boys, let's get to it. Are we going to fight? Are we going to sit back and forth and jaw? Why'd they put so much extra shit in this? Oh, he's the ref. The guy in the gray is the ref. Yeah. Damn. They fight the old style, too, where it's just hands up, straight ahead. You know what I mean? They do duck and slip punches and shit. They'll even make them break up whenever they clinch. Yeah. I mean, we got to throw, throw nucks. You can't sit there. Oh, oh shit. Lord. 
It's such a natural thing to grab somebody when they get close to you. Damn. Throwing bombs. The guy in the shorts has got good technique. He really does. He's got a good reach on him, too. Good head movement. Yeah. Uh oh. I like how there's no hard feelings after they're done. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. Guitar. Guitar. Everyone, shut up. Shut up. Oh shit. No scrap. Ah, uh, he's not. Shut up, lads. There's a jab right there, son. Oh. I love that. Shut up, lads. Come on, lads. They're, they're actually very honorable people too They don't like a lot of shit They do like shit talking But they also want a fair fight They You know what I mean hmm. Push it forward a little bit See what happens Man they're still going Good jab Oof. Damn, that guy's got an iron chin, too. He's taking some shots. He's got a chin like Deontay Wilder, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that. I mean, I don't like Deontay Wilder much anymore. He's kind of a prick. He makes lots of excuses for losing. I mean, he's only lost twice now, but he makes lots of excuses. He said this. They had this thing. He he said some shit to. Um, he also got his ass whooped by Charlie Z. It was non-sanctioned though. <laughs> yeah. Deontay Wilder. God, he's such a fucking idiot. Um. Shit. Let's see if I can find that video. Where they were talking before the fight. Deontay Wilder. And Deontay's a great name, though. It is. And I wanted to see the... Okay. What are they talking about? See, at one point, Deontay Wilder starts saying something like, "It might be my ancestors' energy that shows up to the to the thing." And Tyson Fury's like, "He's like, you've lost already." He's like, "If you can't be yourself, he's like, who am I talking to now?" You know, and. Tyson Fury is not intimidated. No. You can't intimidate that man. No. You just can't. He's six seven, two sixty. And he's a fucking pikey. If he was three he's, feet tall, he he's would. perhaps the greatest uh, heavyweight boxer of all time. He broke his dad's ribs when he was thirteen. His dad had fought men all over England and Ireland, had had never lost. And he broke his dad's ribs when he was thirteen. I saw that today. Here's Look at his th- eyes. I dude. think this is every clean punch landed in the fight. I watched this actually, and I gotta, I gotta tell you that Deontay Wilder does have a good chin, but fucking Tyson Fury smoked him. I mean, just kept. It might have been better for him if he had gone down. 
because he kept on taking bombs. Yeah. He, uh, for being so huge, he just moves so well. It's like Bang. he's taking dance classes or something. Man, there's a couple times that uh, Deontay's out on his feet. He's just, he doesn't have his legs. You know, he's just, you know, uh, Tyson has just really fucking clocked him. Just like there. You got him down. That's insane. Boom. Man. Looked like he shot for a double leg there. <laughs> Wrong sport. No, I mean, I kind of like Deontay Wilder earlier. I mean, he seemed like a nice guy. I stuff, like him. But he, he just, he doesn't want to lose. And he makes excuses when he, when oh, he loses. Yeah, he hates losing. And then the last one, he said he cheated and all this shit. And Tyson Fury's like, what? It was first, <clears throat> his first excuse for the last fight was that his get up that he wore to the ring was too heavy and it made him tired. Wear a fucking robe like everybody else. You don't have to do all this crazy shit. Just wear a robe. That kind of shit I can't stand. UFC fighters walk out in sweats. That, that again, that kind of shit, I just can't fucking stand. That's why I like to see a guy like Tyson Fury and stuff like that who come to the ring, strip down to just get it done. I love yeah. that he sings after. Have you seen that where he sings after he wins? God. He even sang after they went to a draw. Yeah, he even sang after that. Tyson. This might not be the one I want to see. Yeah, this is the one. Oh, fucking ad right before it. You kidding me? You serious, Clark? <laughs> Another ad. Two ads. For One of them's for Dear Evan Hansen. That looks like a ginormous piece of garbage. Tyson, first of all, on behalf of boxing fans everywhere, thank you for giving us a trilogy worthy of boxing history. They're only one and one and one. They could fight again. No, no, he beat him both times. Never mind. Mm -hmm. And this fight could have ended. I love the old school belt. Well, like the great John Wayne said, I made a pig iron and steel, baby. Walk me through what got you up twice after you had put him down. First of all, I'd just like to say thank you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay. In the mighty name of Jesus. I won this fight tonight again. I get That's something glory. I can do without. Gives me the victory. It made me legs strong. I was down a couple of times. I was hurt. Wilder's a strong puncher, and he's a tough man. I was hitting him with some big shots, and my Lord and Savior rose me to my feet tonight to give him the glory. Is there a level of respect? Look at Tommy Fury being a, just a really good-looking guy. Yeah, just and, handsome. And his brother is not. Like, you know, it was a great fight tonight. It was worthy of any trilogy in the history of the sport. You know, I'm not going to make any excuses. Wilder's a top fighter. He gave me a real run for the money tonight. And I always said, I'm the best in the world, and he's the second best. You know, he's got no love for me, Deontay Wilder, because you know why? Because I beat him three times. And it's like, I'm a sportsman. I went over to him to show some love and respect, and he didn't want to give it back. So that's, that's his problem. I'll pray for him, so God will soften his heart. 
But you know what? I want to thank everybody in this building tonight who came out to show love for my sport, boxing. Thank you to every man, woman, and child in the building tonight. Great fight, October 9th, 2021. Get to the singing. We'll go down to history as a great fight, I, I hope, anyway. It's Sugar Hill because if it wasn't for Sugar in the middle, he said, in the, only the big dogs I can always deliver. Thank Come you, on. wife. Thank you, Paris. I love you so much. And uh, yeah, thank you very much again. As wife. Going on and on and on. But, um, she can get it. You know, it was a great honor tonight to be here. And uh, I got one thing to say. Put on my blue suede shoes, baby. <laughs> She's singing Walking in Memphis. Yeah. Why? He always sings a random song. He's definitely loves American culture. Okay, I've seen it. <laughs> I like it and everything. Here's an Arn Anderson promo. WCW's valuable time. I never asked for anything, but I called in my marker on this one. You see, something's either happened or it's about to happen with unbelievable magnitude. A couple of we'll years ago, I was in Japan wrestling, and I saw a kid named Chris Benoit, and it just flew off the page. That's a horseman. <laughs> I went to WCW officials. I played a very big part in getting Chris Benoit here, and he's exceeded all of our expectations. What is this about? And I told him the first rule is, Chris. I don't really remember anything but you it, want in this sport. But he, the road it eerily foreshadows what happens to Chris Benoit out there later in life. It. But you see, there's an unwritten rule also, a cardinal rule. It doesn't just apply to wrestling or sports. It applies to every... This is every, taking too long. Anyway, what were you playing over there? It's just a random thing about how they're saying that Tyson Fury cheated and they have proof. Oh, shut the fuck up. They say he put his hand. Yeah, they're just not fucking, all the way in fucking the stupid. I get so sick of that shit. Americans are tougher. Fuck you. Fuck you. I mean, uh, um, I can't imagine anybody on the face of the earth being tougher than Tyson Fury. <laughs> no, I mean, I can imagine fighters that are you know you get you got Mike Tyson stuff like that who are great fighters and all that stuff, but living that existence that. You know, their culture is so. I know that street culture in America is tough, but it's not tough like that. Like those people are, they're brought up, you know, literally fighting is a part of their culture. It's not something they have to resort to after a while. It's something they are forced to do. You know, you fight, you fight your problems out. I don't want to, and you don't fucking lose. I was talking, that's like one of the guys said to his son, he's like, you don't lose. Don't you ever lose. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's that's tough. And they hit their kids and all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's just the way they are, you know. And I and I'm not I'm not saying that's a good culture to be in. I'm just saying that's what it is. Yeah, that it just is. Right. Oh fuck. Anything else you want to talk about? Um Is there any uh happenings in the world? Oh yeah, I finished uh, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. All of them? Yeah. You watched New Nightmare too? Yeah. It was yeah. good. I liked it. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, it's, yeah. I like the fact that they turned everything on its head. And 
I liked Freddy versus Jason. It was fun. Uh, it was dumb, but it was God. fun. I did not. That's some of the worst act in the entire series. A kid, this this Everclear is kicking my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me and my friend Matt used to say that shit all the time because we watched it and he looked at me and I looked at him. We both started laughing. I was like, that guy, that kid must be somebody's nephew or something. Um, the remake, the uh, reboot, whatever you want to call it. It was, there's something that they did that made it to where you couldn't sympathize with Freddy. Well, but you want to sympathize with Freddy. It's a child molester. Yeah, in that they one, really went to hard, went hard on that. In that one, he is a confirmed child molester, right? In the original, he, they allude to it a little bit. He may or may not have killed a bunch of kids, right? It's not. It was never proven that he killed a bunch of kids. He actually got all, He was acquitted. Mm-hmm. But in this new one, he's a confirmed child molester. In order to laugh at his jokes, you really need to. Does he tell jokes in the new one? A little bit. They're not great. <sighs> yeah, I bet you're not. But yeah. in order to you know, halfway root for the bad guy. He can't be a confirmed <laughs> child molester. Well, it's just like they tried to reboot Friday the 13th. You can't do that. I- I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Those things are a snapshot in time. You cannot do that. Now, Halloween is a little bit different. You can. The new ones are good or whatever. Well, the new ones are a, are a uh, continuation. Right. But I'm saying that that snapshot in time of the original you know, Friday thirteenth and, you know, the 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 Return of the Living Dead and all these movies. That's a thing that's time has come and gone and it's not mm-hmm. going to return. You can make something similar and and may put your own spin on it and all that stuff. But the fact that they were aware at the same time that they were they were trying to make something as good as they could. They they were aware it wasn't going to be the best, but they were yeah. still trying. You know, we there's too much tongue in cheek nowadays. Like, oh, we're going to do this. You know, it's going to be no fuck you. Try to make it good if it sucks. Then live with it sucking. And then, yeah, I watched. Uh, I started the reboot of Friday the Thirteenth not too long ago, and I was no like, interest. This is not working. No. It's now a- I did like um, I did like uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. Yeah, they they're were not good. amazing. They were good. They were, the I first one was really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, but I love uh, what Danny McBride's doing with Halloween now. He's continuing the old story. Right. Which I think is awesome. I, I just still think there should have been an, uh, a follow-up to Halloween 3. Yeah. I just love that fucking movie. What if that's what he does? On I, wa- I watched it. Oh, shit. What if he does that on the I, next People would lose their minds. Well, there was a nod to them in the first one. Kids are walking around. Um, with Silver Shamrock Mask. They the Silver Shamrock Mask. Oh, shit. At, at Halloween. Very nice. Yeah. The Danny McBride one had that on there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like him even better. Yeah, we need to watch that. I loved it. Right. I think you would like it, too. I'm sure I would. Because Lori's a badass now. Well, I mean, and she also says he's not my brother. Because remember, they had alluded, alluded to that in right. later Halloween. He's not, yeah, he's not her brother. He's never her brother. Are they related though, right? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, especially this whole month, and I'm really kind of bummed out because I, you know, I'm waiting for the first, the first really cool night is coming up in the next few days. We're going to be in the 80s for a couple of days, and then we're going to be down in the low 60s and the 40s at night and all that stuff. When that happens, I start really kicking into Halloween. Getting under mode. a blankie. Yeah. And turning then, on a scary movie. Oh, fuck. And like, just laying there sometimes all day just watching scary movies and, you know, and the Halloween party's coming up. That's, that is a really, that is, I mean, it's the second year and we're going to have it every year. I mean, you know, whether it's going to be as successful, it was the first year. I hope yeah, there was a total of five people there the first year. So <laughs> was which it just is five of us. I don't know. There well, was, no, it was one, you, me, Aaron, Elena, Aaron, Elena, 
Uh, Laura and Megan. There were six. Six. That's plenty. Yeah, and it was fun. Yeah. And I, I like watching movies and that you don't really have to pay attention to that you can make fun of all the way through. I like well, I know, but I, but I have to say that everybody pretty much loved Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. I mean, it was really a... The second one, but that's the way it's always going to be. That's the tradition. Return of the Living Dead is always going to be watched, and then we're going to choose something else. Like this year, it's going to be Halloween 3. And... I hope I can turn on more people to Halloween three and let them show and, and show them. This is a good movie. This is a piece of eighties that really tried to be as good as it could. Did John Carpenter do that one or did they go with a different? Director? No, it was a different director. Um, the guy who directed it is the guy who did the voice for uh, the silver shamrock commercials. Um, and they interviewed him. There's a small documentary about it. And they have, uh, interviewed Tom Atkins, who's a fucking great guy. And, you know, and he was just like, you know, it bombed. He's like, I thought we did a good little scary movie. I, yeah. I really, he's laughing. I like- he just seems like the best guy ever. And then Stacy Nelkin, who, man, still looks good. And back then, she was, whew, she looked like an 80s porn star. You know, that's, mm-hmm. and um, she was amazing. But, um, you know, they, they interviewed them and then they interviewed one of the producers, just shit on the movie. He's like, it wasn't my idea and that was dumb. And it's like, you're not. Seeing this with the proper love and hindsight. It's like Monster Squad. Monster Squad was a piece of shit movie, kind of for its time, but it wasn't. I think Halloween 3 might have been the first uh, of the Halloween series that I ever saw, because they used to play it. We watched it here. I'm talking about, they used to play it on TBS. Yes. Yeah. Because it it wasn't hard to get the rights to. So, you know, it's like... Yeah, I think that was... Well, nobody wants to get that. You know, I wish... I don't know, man. I... There's people out there, the, the whole Halloween feel, once it picks up, is just the best time of year. So, you know, I, I have my go-tos, Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, um, Halloween 3, Day of the Dead, Friday the 13th Part 2, Part 3 to a small extent. Part 3 over the weekend. Part 3 wasn't bad. It's okay. Um, part 2 is my favorite one. I mean, it's still my favorite one. It's uh, not least because I've talked to Lauren Marie Taylor and I've talked to, uh, you know, uh, well, I talked to uh, Adrian King, who was in the first one, and she was nice. I mean, she she put up a thing about her wine and she's and it's called Crystal Lake Winery. And I said, uh, mm-hmm. don't forget the ice pick Pinot. She's like, where were you when I made this? <laughs> she was like, she's like, it's a great name. So you know, it was uh, she. They're both super friendly. And Lauren uh, Marie Taylor will reply to everything you say to her on instagram and she's you know she's one of the people in this pipeline now of all these old horror movies that people love and you know people are clamoring to see her and she's probably you know still, she probably still makes a pretty good coin going to comic she doesn't have to have a job i wouldn't think you know yeah she probably still makes pretty good she's money. got a podcast now oh, that's pretty cool called not the last girl left podcast is actually <laughs> pretty great and she interviewed uh Bill Randolph, no, not Bill Randolph. I can't remember the guy who played Jason in the second movie, and talking about you know they were talking about their experiences on the thing. I just get this really, it's it's kind of a nostalgic feeling and sad feeling at the same time. And I was going to say this for the for the main podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. And we can revisit it with everybody else's opinion. Um, where America is going now, um. We're going into a dark place. We're going into a place that's very much a departure from anything we've ever been. And that makes me sad because it, seeing things in the 80s and from the 80s makes me realize that, yes, we had our problems. But back then, things were 
pretty good. You know, I'm talking about, you know, the, the way the world was where leaders were boring, but they were stable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you weren't, a, you weren't, you, there wasn't so much fear about what was going on. Yes, there was fear of nuclear war, but it was a distant fear. And we all knew kind of deep down wasn't going to happen, you know, but, um, but at the same time, things were just much more solid and stable. You didn't have to, politics was something you didn't discuss because it was boring to discuss because why would you? Nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean? Only the people in politics discussed it. Now we discuss it all the time because our, our politicians are so disgusting and, the, and they're so and inept. So we, the biggest mistake we made was turning politicians into celebrities and then turning celebrities into politicians. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge and, and that's where and and I, I I was thinking this the other day. I was like, I want to get back to a time, and I think I actually said it out loud to somebody. I want to get back to a time where we didn't discuss politics, not because it offended everybody in the room, because nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. Because of, what are we gonna discuss? Who gives a I shit? I don't know anything. What are we Star Wars? We always know it's a bunch of bullshit, but it's beating the Ruskies. Why do we fucking care? Yeah. You know, I mean they think it's real. So um although they probably didn't, but you know, Ronnie was spending them out, spending them 10 to one. So they, yeah. that, that, that crushed the Soviet union, their I remember inability to spend. So like walking in the room while my dad was watching the news and I'm talking about star Wars. And I was like, is this real? Is, is, is like Luke Skywalker out there? Like trying to save the, the earth. Like what is happening? Just, just hearing the names. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember that you know, too. Being five years old. Yeah. Linking it to. The, yeah. Yeah. And I it thought, was complete, gonna be complete bullshit. It, it was not, never a thing. Um, and, I see things like, you know, I, I wish I could go back to the time where I didn't understand politics and I, and I wasn't so, you know, I don't care what anybody says. And I know Elena would roll her eyes and all this stuff here. Electing Donald Trump was the worst thing that ever happened in this country. It was the worst. I think in the long run, it'll be fine. I think, no, I think that we're going to go down a dark path and then it'll be fine. Yeah. He is getting reelected. Yeah. You're probably, that's right. probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and right. he, it, we're going to have, it is going to be a cold civil war. We're going to have people who um, fight in the streets and all that stuff. That, all that stuff is going to happen because now you've got parts of the populace. They're starting. To, one of the groups is, for example, is native Americans who are coming alive and are, and they're gaining political power and they're gaining a voice, you know, and as small as the thing it is, it seems reservation dogs and this other show that they're showing is now opening things up for native Americans and they are becoming more visible as a people. And the whole land back thing is gaining a lot of fucking steam and, and all, and pretty soon you're going to have white jag off Americans who want them to shut up and go back on the reservation and disappear again. And they're not going to do that. That's just one example of thing, of a thing that's going to happen. And then you're going to have clashes between them. You know, we already have with the Dakota Access Pipeline where you had the water protectors. Who, you know, you had some hippies and stuff out there, but you had some actual, you know, warrior Native Americans, probably from the Dole Knife tribe and all that stuff, who were out there fighting and, and kicking dogs and, you know, all kinds of stuff that they were being attacked and they were willing to die. I mean, all these things in hindsight will be nostalgic. Now they're not. Like, living through Vietnam would have not... You know, we can look back on it now, like Vietnam, and you see a movie and the nostalgia involved with awful things. We're living through awful things now that are going to get worse, and then we can be nostalgic about yeah, it. Yeah, I could really go for some precedented times. <laughs> yeah. Instead of all these unprecedented yeah, times. Yeah, I, I could go for um, a political party. Andrew Yang started a new political party. I like that, but I also, but I, I, what I'm trying to say is the Republicans are actively trying to destroy democracy because they're they're it's taking it out of their hands. Like that group of people who are, who are mostly 
the rich white elites feel their power slipping away. So they're going to do whatever it takes to, re- to remain in power. They're already doing it. They're already applying more voting strictures to make sure that people, I mean, they're, they're doing things like, you know, just anything they can do to retain power. And there's going to when push comes to shove, there is going to be violence. There really is because you have a group of people willing to commit violence to remain in power and a willing and a group of people and several groups of people willing to commit violence to be equal. So that's going to happen. And I'm not looking forward to it. And it makes me extremely upset, upset sometimes, especially the gets back to the worst circular. Now, the feeling of the nostalgia when I watch Stranger Things, when I watch the old horror movies and stuff like that. I was like, I want those times again. I want those times where that's all I had to worry about. You know what I mean? All I had to worry about was the Soviet Union dropping a nuclear bomb on that was not really going to happen. Yeah, you we know? weren't too scared of this. We weren't too scared of them. No, and they weren't scared of us, really. It was actually, it was in our be- both of our best interest to re- remain in that Cold War stalemate. You know, it crushed the Soviet Union because their economic system just wasn't up to the task. But for us, you know, it was there were bad economic times, man. You I remember seeing Beverly Hills Cop and seeing the shots of Detroit and stuff. Oh God. I mean I didn't realize Still how bad like it actually that. yeah, I know I didn't realize how bad it actually was. You know, you see nineteen I've, I've watched that movie recently and it is fucking great. Beverly Hills Cop. I've watched the first Fuck two yes. very recently. I don't like the second one. The I like one, it. I think I like the third one. And I heard they're going to make a new one. I didn't like the third one at all. I don't remember. The, the first one's one. so good, though. I mean, it's just... I, it I was good enough to merit a sequel, but I don't think they should have made it. remember Balky's in it. Yeah, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's great in the first one when he's just a minor player, Serge. Yeah. That's funny. Um, I, I'm I, The 80s, I think we're nostalgic for, for him so much because... You know, even though they were probably nostalgic for the 60s in the 80s, I think that, that nostalgia is so keen now because the sixties were a turbulent time, but we had adults at the tiller. The eighties were a turbulent time, but we had adults at the tiller. We don't have any more adults at the tiller. So nope. I'm speaking of now both political parties. If we if the Democrats don't find somebody to run against Trump, he's going it, to win. It's not going to be Biden, and it's no. not going to be Kamala Harris. No. They got to find somebody. He will get reelected. Yeah, and then he's not. I don't care what anybody says. He's not going to willingly give up power after that. Maybe not. And then you're going to have a group of people who are willing to commit violence to keep him in power. They're already talking about it. They want it. The hardcore righties who talk about they they want civil war because they they feel like it's patriotic for them to go out and beat up a libtard or I whatever. I think uh, I think a lot of people. Talk about wanting it, but then the, once it happens, they'll be like, you know, "Nobody really wants." Yeah, okay, I mean, okay, I can see that. Yeah, but at the same time, there, I know personally quite a few people who would love it. I probably know in my family a few people that you know, might be okay with it, <laughs> right? When it comes down to it, I don't think anybody's really. Most people aren't willing to. Go I don't know. We the, saw it on go January. on the offensive. We saw it on January sixth. Sure did. A bunch of old. Fat retards walked into the Capitol. Big whoop. It's not nearly as bad as they're making it out to be. Dude, I've seen the footage. It was bad. It wasn't great. Right. But it's not. To call a bunch of people that usually ride around on jazzy scooters insurrectionists. I don't know. It wasn't just them. It was a lot of them. 
Uh, granted, I'm not a lot of I'm fat not fat idiots. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. But there were a lot of young, healthy, but aggressive. Also, just I feel like a lot of that was theater, and most of it was set up by the FBI. Is I just feel like that's oh Jesus! I just feel like it was just I don't know, dude. They opened the gates for him to walk in. I guess they didn't anticipate people feeling that. Some of the cops did. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think that. Uh, Anyway, anything else? I think that'll cover it. Let's play this song. Donovan, Season of the Witch. Oh, shit. Thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves. When I look out my window Many sights to see And when I look in my window So many different people to be That it's strange So strange